You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of My First Show. Today's guest is one of my first friends in this business, I have to say. I met, I met her randomly at a black tie gala many, many years ago. <laughs> I don't even know if she remembers, but she is a activist, an artist of the stage, of the screen, of the producing, of the acting, of the making us laugh, of the all the making things, us all cry. the things. <laughs> My good pal and who I bow down to because she's a good foot taller than me, Alicia Reiner. <laughs> I'm just me, my name. Like, can we just end there? Because that's all I need. That much love is like all I can handle. Well, it's all true. I mean, I, I think Aww. about I think about the artists and the activists in my life, and there are many, but you like you you are it you mm. there's no fake it till you make it you mm. are truly one of the few who you know have an idea have a cause have and then somehow figure out <laughs> how to have the wherewithal and the resources and the creativity to get it done and I, I like where did this come from how did you become this human I have no idea I like <laughs> that's the fascinating things about humans I feel like um you know, I remember being a, an early 20-something actor in therapy, which I highly recommend for any early 20 <laughs> actor person as an acting teacher at that time shared with me is like, get rid of your baggage. You don't want to walk into every casting room, every producer room, every room carrying bags and say, here, hold my baggage. Your job is to walk in open and fresh. And I think in in fact, ironically, the older you get, the harder that is, the more stories, the more baggage you have, and the more you have to sort of work to let go of your baggage and let go of your story and surround yourself with people who won't let you hold on to a story. That's mm -hmm. a really big one is like, find your people who catch you on the story and say, Oh, you're telling a story right now. My yeah. sweet, sweet husband did it to me this morning, actually. It's the anniversary of my dad's death tomorrow. And he mm. said, I said, I'm doing pretty good 
for October. You know, October is my worst month. And he's like, babe, I'm going to remind you that that's a story. Like, I, and, and I've taught him to do that, right? Yeah. Octo- like, October is your worst month is a story. Um, you can just say, it's October, and that's a time where I feel my feelings of missing my dad because um, it's his birthday tomorrow, you know. Um, so back to the therapist. And the therapist said, you, I don't know. He, like, looked at my past, you know, looked at my childhood, and he's like, I don't know how you do it, but you're kind of like this flower that keeps on growing, you know, through the concrete. And that was such a huge compliment at the time from a therapist um, (laughs) that it really was like, oh, you have resilience and you will keep being your beautiful flower um, in the face of concrete and you will break the concrete. And I've kept that image in my heart. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think when you are able to do that, your biggest joy is then to empower others to be able to do that. So how did you flex both the activist muscle and the artistic muscle in March and April when all doors were closed to, to these storytelling and, and flower through concrete growing? Um, well, number one, I started just, how can I serve? You know, that's mm-hmm. whenever, it's interesting, right before COVID, I was doing a play off Broadway called Women on Fire, which mm-hmm. I don't know if I invited you to. Like you it did. was these incredible monologues of women, mm-hmm. like all about really politics and from both sides in a spectacularly beautiful way. And I loved doing it. And and then I was about to go to Atlanta, I think. I had just gotten back from shooting in Indiana. I was about to go to Atlanta and I was you know, walking through Times Square every day. And I bring all that up because obviously everything shut down. The TV show I was about to do shut down. But the amount of humans that I was in contact with in the weeks before COVID, it is, to this day, I'm so outrageously grateful that I didn't get it because I was in multiple airports in the month before I was, um, I was in Times Square every day. I was on the subway every day. I was like, in contact I was at a huge it was the season four premiere of better things that week that shit shut down Mm -hmm. and I was with hundreds of people in a tiny tiny space Mm -hmm. and it's just such a blessing that I was okay so um everything shut down and I knew that I was not going to be on a set for a while once I knew that. Um, like, first it was like, oh, two weeks off in Fire Island, fun. <laughs> um, and then it was like, okay, this is going to be for a while. And and even in the first two weeks, like, how can I serve? How can I start making PSAs? Um, how Like, who needs help? How can we educate people about what they need to do to take care of themselves? Um, that became like PPE, all of that, like getting enough PPE was sort of number one. And then, um, like I, you know, I did like virtual, a virtual March. Um, and then it became the next thing that really, um, called my heart was domestic violence. Mm. So I started working with my friend Cindy Levy and her organization, the, um, 
the Meteor, which I've been working with more and more, and uh, we and uh, her whole team and all helped to create a really beautiful piece that was 90 minutes um, called Night of Solidarity. And we started thinking about it probably late March, um, and it aired May 13th. Um, and you can still watch it. It's on YouTube on Refinery29's channel. And we raised a bunch of money. And really the goal was to educate people about domestic violence in a very impactful artistic way. The cool thing about the meteor is it's all about activism mm. and education, but also how do we do it with artists? How do we do it with journalists? in a different way, in a way, how do we share the information in a more creative, more, um, I don't want to, I don't want to say other things aren't impactful. So I don't want to say more impactful, but, um, in a new way so that people can digest information more easily. Yeah. So that I was, I helped, um, produce a piece for that and helped, create that and then it's been a lot about mental health how do we help yeah. people's mental health as well as physical health um and I'm really concerned about that I have yeah. to say I, yeah I'm, I'm really concerned not only about the mental health now I'm concerned about the mental health when we're back mm. because I think people are going to act like a light switch is suddenly turned on yeah. and that's not going to be not, good not healthy either yeah there's yeah. It's, uh, you know, there's a part that's like, there's, it's, it's my deepest hope that through this time, people take this time to befriend themselves more and to get closer to their own hearts and souls and what they need. Um, I... I heard very early in this experience that this experience is sort of like the meditation retreat none of us signed up for. Um, but if someone offers me a free meditation retreat, I will take it. Yeah. Um, and so I've been, actually, I actually upped my meditation more yeah. than I have, I think, in my life. I've, um, and I actually went on a virtual meditation retreat with Pema Chodron a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> and she really talked about like the deep importance of loving kindness, warmth to ourselves and that we have to start there. Yeah. Um, and I could not agree with you more. I think we have the potential, like this whole experience has the potential for people to change and the world to radically change in a positive way. But that does not mean going back mm -hmm. after this. It means looking into what's broken, allowing it to be broken and sort of like that concrete being our own flower mm -hmm. blossoming through. You're right. And I find the language people keep using, which you just shined a light on it for me right now, is when we're back, when we're back. No, no and we no. should not be saying that. When we're phrase. forward. When we're forward. How about that? When we're forward. <laughs> when we're in the new when we're in the new place. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. 
Let's start that here. Right. Done. Forward. Okay. Amen. Oh my God. Speaking of forward, um, you've been working on a feature film during all this. Is that I have. Um, so yes, one of the things that happened was um, at about two thirty in the morning on, I guess sometime in April, I I I woke up and I was like there are all these actors at home. What You have to be able to do something. And I, I didn't know exactly what it could be. I knew I did not want it to be about COVID. Yeah. And I just, all I was thinking was like actors at home. And I was thinking a lot about social media and I was thinking a lot about privacy and being watched. I like, like David had just gotten an audition for a, oven that takes 600 pictures in like 30 seconds for a voiceover he's done a lot of voiceover during this time as a zoom audition I'm assuming no like no it was like a voiceover voiceover. we we actually built a booth at home because he we thank god that's we've been able to still work in in voiceover um, he does a lot of commercial campaigns. I was the voice of Campbell's. Um, and I'm also the voice of a cartoon. So, <laughs> so it, that's been a really joyful creating space. So I was thinking about that and like there are refrigerators that take pictures of, and I was thinking about these, these all of the pic, all of, you know, Alexa, I do not have Alexa. I do not have Siri on my phone. I don't want to be seen and heard by these things all the time. And, but I was thinking a lot of people do. And then I thought like, okay, these couples. And then I was like, well, I have a lot of single friends and I I want to include them. So what if the single people are the watchers watching the, Mm. the, you know, the couples. And then I was like, well, what could it be about? Like, are they watching them to decide if they live or die? Clearly COVID was on my mind, even though I didn't want it to be about COVID. Or are they watching them to decide if they can have a baby or not? Or, you know, like it's in the future. Um, and I turned to Teresa Rebeck, who's mm-hmm. an incredible writer. And within like, you know, a month, we had developed the script and she had written this incredible thing and and then we just got our friends to do it um bless bless she has you know she has a lot of friends and I've and and I got a couple of my friends in there and uh and um and now we're gonna see what it what is you know like we shot it on an iPhone it's this experiment and now we get to see what the next phase of it can be Um, and it it, my dream for it as I was thinking about it was to actually my mission statement as it were was like to empower other artists to be able to create in a safe way and to feel valued like that was Mm. because that's what I wanted you know yeah Yeah. I really Yeah, I wanted. And so to empower others, to me, whenever I want something, I try and give it away. You know, it's like, I wanted to feel creative in a safe way and feel valued. Um, So we'll see how it how you know, now we're in that Oh, my God, what is is there? What can we have? How do we that that place? What happens next? Yep, I totally get it. So 
Can you tell us the name of it? Right now, the working title is Glimpse. Nice. Um, and, you know, Teresa really did, as I said, did an incredible job of like, you know, I, I had that germ of an idea. Um, and, but what I'm really excited about is she took these ideas of privacy mm-hmm. and patriarchy and money and morality. Um, she and knows how really, to write about all right, that. Right, right. Oh, and, and it's, you know, it's juicy. It's yeah. Juicy. Yeah. When it comes to complex and complicated humans, she's the best as, as the scribe for that storytelling. Yep. Very cool. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you two are the best at storytelling. We're going to get into some stories. (laughs) We're going to get into some stories of your past, of your present, and of the dreams of your future. So where we start off every episode of my first show, what was the first show you saw? (laughs) The first show I saw, my first real play, like Broadway, was A Chorus Line. Oh. And, you know, that just nail in the coffin. Oh, my God. How do you come back from that? Right? Oh, God. So you Um, saw what, like... Any originals still in it by the time you saw it, or any people of note? Do you remember? That's the thing is like when you're like, I was probably six, you know, so I don't, all I remember is being like, (gasps) wow. Yeah. And did you get it? Did you actually sit there and watch and understand? I certainly thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) Every year I get it more, but yeah, (laughs) right? It's like, it's like you can read, there's so many books you can read every year, you know, a hundred years of solitude. You could get it more every year. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so funny. We'll, we'll get back to a chorus line, but what I often find in these conversations is sometimes the first show someone saw has a direct link to something later in their life and knowing the way you are with actors, the way you just talked about creating your feature film because you wanted actors to be true to themselves. I mean, that's what a chorus line is about. I love that so much. And that's, you know, the reason I started producing, but the first thing I ever produced back to my dad was um, when my dad died, I was shocked by people's inability to talk about grief and loss. So I have never desired to produce. However, my dad really wanted to produce. So 
when he died and people were so afraid of me, afraid to talk about death. We are such a youth-based society and I had no idea until my dad died. And I was young, you know, and people like were scared because he was 55 and people were like, ah, young people dying, ah, um, cancer, ah, no, no, I don't want to talk about it. Um, so I made this short film called Speed Grieving and um, it was really to help incite conversations and we went to a bunch of film festivals and we got a bunch of awards, but then really the most important thing is we created a grief counseling guide that goes with the movie. Um, and we worked with grief counselors and social workers to create this guide. And it's used in hospitals and hospices and grief and um, cancer support communities around the country. So that was really the goal was how do we talk about this thing? And then I was like, I never want to produce again. Um, and then years later, I kind of woke up to how hard it is for women behind the camera. Yeah. Um, it, I also kind of woke up to how hard it was for women in front of the camera. I always thought like, oh, I'm just not good enough. Like David gets 10 auditions and I get one, but it must be something I've done wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, someone was like, no, it's not fair. And I think because I'm a privileged woman, white person I don't really buy it's not fair for me mm -hmm. like that always felt like a cop-out because I'm it's so fair compared to other people mm -hmm. um but I did come to realize like oh it's unbalanced for men and women and that woke me up to being a real feminist activist mm -hmm. and the way I'm a feminist activist is as a producer. So mm -hmm. I... That's how equity happened? That's how equity that. happened. You know, it's, you know, female producers, female writer, female director. Like uh, most of the heads of departments are women. Um, mm -hmm. And it was, and it was really about how do we tell stories for women, about women, by women. And as you know, like we also happen to have gotten very blessed and we, um, we worked really hard and we went to Sundance and we sold Sony Picture Classics and our investors made 115% back, which is awesome. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm never doing this again. It's really hard. And then another script came my way that I felt was so important to tell about women and role structure in families, which is egg. Mm. and particularly now during COVID, I highly recommend you can watch both films on both iTunes and Amazon. Um, but Egg particularly now is all about role structure in families. Mm -hmm. And during COVID, that's become so, so important as we've seen so many women drop out of the workforce, not really by choice, but out of necessity because they are homeschooling, home caring, and they simply can't work as well. Um, and that so much of the time that happens to the woman, not the man in a traditional male-female dynamic. Um, so the TV show Better Things, which has become such a favorite for so many during quarantine, 
I don't know. I'd love to hear the story actually of how you got cast, but I, I don't think you were like, I only want to be in shows that um, signify my beliefs. But that is, I mean, that's what that show does so well is it does exactly what you just described. It puts an empowering woman in charge of a family. So that's interesting that that, that that worked out for you as it's, a part. Yeah. It's, I, I mean, with both Orange and Better Things, yeah. You know, I audition, you know, it's like I, people always assume that we, Pammy and I were best friends. I had never met her before in my entire <laughs> life until, the, you know, the waiting room. Um, and I think she's absolutely brilliant and, um, and she does it all and it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, and she, I, I bow, I bow, bow, bow to her. She is a unique and outrageous talent. Um, and, uh, and I do feel I, you know, I, (laughs) I would say as an artist, you're lucky when you get to tell great stories. Like that's just the truth of it. As an actor, the, the other reason I produce is I get to choose. Right. But, um, as an actor and I love, just acting, especially after producing. I love to be like, I'm never producing again. I just like to be of service to a story. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because you realize, you know, hint, hint, nudge, nudge to you, Eva, (laughs) how outrageously challenging producing is. It is so challenging and nobody understands unless you've done it. Um, It is a lot of juggling and a lot of hats and a lot of um, unsung (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> unsung heroism a lot of gray hairs and eye lines yeah um. yeah yeah <laughs> um so I um I feel really blessed to be of service to that story um and it's I'm so 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 overjoyed that we've now gotten a fifth season even during COVID they gave us a fifth season which is incredible and I have no idea what she's going to do with it but I know it's going to be brilliant um yeah that's so I'm, and I'm so thrilled that people are watching you know I I was walking down the street in New York the other day and someone stopped me with a mask and sunglasses on I was like how did you recognize me and it was this woman and she's like, I told my whole family in India and I've watched the entire season. I've watched the entire four seasons three times during COVID because it's just what's gotten me through. And I do feel it's one of those shows that really has gotten a lot of people through. It has. It has. Yeah. I'm sure it's yeah. gotten every parent through this in in a in a in a different way than they realized they needed. Yeah. Um, no, that's amazing. First show you were ever in. Okay, so um, the first show I barely remember, but I do remember was in kindergarten. And I remember I was wearing a green leotard and green tights. And I had made a water lily um, hat, like headpiece. And I was a water lily. And I don't remember what the play was, but I just remember I squat the entire time and have the water lily on my head and like my only job was basically to be the scenery so, so that what, was the start of my career what, what could it be though let's just take a moment here come on we're smart ladies I, right? was it the ugly duckling was no, it? no 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 see my school it was like New York City creative school like they wrote the, their own plays so <laughs> the next 
play, which I do remember, was called Ms. Louisa. And oh, no, no, no. The play between, this was another play that we wrote. And I think it was first grade. And I was an amoeba. And I remember my line. Very nature based. Very nature based. Hashtag Waldorf. Um, (laughs) And uh, I remember my line because we had to say it many, many, many times, which was, I am an amoeba. Life is only me. (laughs) It is very boring to hear myself snoring. I and like I would just have to say that over and over and over again. Oh, I'm so not I sure would, that rhyme structure actually works. I no, think you had to go no, back to rhyming with me. <laughs> and let's let's be honest, like I kind of went backwards in my career. I went from a flower to a one-celled organism. <laughs> so from the beginning I learned that it's not a linear career. Um <laughs> And then in fourth grade, I was Ms. Louisa in Ms. Louisa and the Outlaws, which was kind of, you know, the title role. Yeah. But you were the star. It was. It was only because I was tall. Like, (laughs) probably all the Outlaws had better lines, but I was Ms. Louisa. It was in a school. It was in a schoolhouse. And I remember I I was Ms. Louisa. Maybe I saved the day. I don't know. Oh, my God. So you've always been tall. I've always been tall. And then, wait, this is crazy. My first camp show was Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, um, Mary Magdalene? No, I was like, you know, chorus. Um, okay. But I was, I was like 12. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing the song for the first time, you know, try not to hang mm-hmm. on you. And I remember thinking when I have a child, I will mm-hmm. sing that to my child when they get hurt mm-hmm. or upset. That's amazing. That's amazing. So you, you have a, I heard it just in there. It was only one line, but you got a voice. Oh, I, I will say it's so funny. You say that. Thank you for saying that. Um, I like singing in the chorus. Like I (laughs) like being in the chorus. I met my husband. Well, I met my husband. I got my equity card doing Olivia in 12th night when I was still in school um but I got the contract and they were like by the way while you're rehearsing 12th night you'll be in the chorus of Evita (laughs) and the summer we fell in love we were in the chorus of Evita together and he would his goal was to make me laugh during all the freezes (laughs) and that's like when I first fell in love with him and if and actually right down (laughs) From downstairs, I'm hearing rolling, 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 rolling. Like he was rolling on it. He could crack my shit up. And that's one thing I will say. Find a partner who can crack your shit up. So, yeah, I sing and I'm on an album. I did my first album with my chorus. I'm in a chorus called Resistance Revival Chorus. Adele choruses are back, yo. They are back. They're so back. And we sing as a form of resistance. We're an activist chorus. Um, Please, everybody, look up Resistance Revival Chorus. Our album comes out October 16th. Annie DeFranco, one of my heroes of all time and Righteous Babe Record oh God, is putting out our album. It's what? the most dope album you've ever seen. It is like the vinyl is the coolest, <laughs> coolest piece of vinyl you've ever seen. And I'm 
you know, I sing in the chorus, I'm in the background, but we have some singles on the album from our chorus members who are like real singer people. And they are the most genius things you've ever heard. There's one called Dawn that I like to the day I die when I am on my deathbed, I'll be like, and I sang on that song and I'm so happy. Like and these are all original songs or they're they all original. So, well, the resistance revival chorus um, are does a lot of covers mm-hmm. from extraordinary activist artist singer people but then chorus members have singles that are original songs that you've never heard before on the album got it and I think Eva you should listen to it maybe we can develop a musical yeah I mean, <laughs> I mean first of all you had me at Righteous Babe Records my 17 year old self that right? listened to every Ani DeFranco song just sort of lost her I shit. met her I lost my shit when I met her I was like yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's amazing amazing yeah. first professional show what was it um well, the first professional show, I guess, was that 12th night because I got mm-hmm. my equity card. But I did, I think before that, I did I did an industrial about romantic novels, like when I was like 17, on the beach in the winter. Um, I just remember like running around the beach in the winter being absolutely freezing with this like guy who looked like he belonged on a romantic novel cover and I was super excited because he was so hot but now in retrospect I'm like "Mm, he's a little sexually frisky with me in a deeply inappropriate way um and then my 80s and 90s exactly exactly (laughs) it was the 90s and that yeah exactly we the the world was different then um and then my favorite first professional job so I just moved to the city and um, a casting director called me from GSS Casting. Mm. And she was like, and I was so excited that she called me at home. I was like, oh, and I didn't have an agent. So that was the only other, that was the only <laughs> way she could have called me. Um, and she was like, I have a job for you. And I was like, oh, you know, a direct author. And she was like, it doesn't pay. In my head, I was like, I don't care. Um, She's like, it is an industrial for Franciscan monks all about St. Catherine and the St. Catherine medal. And they don't have any budget, but they will pray for you. And I was like, I'm in. And (laughs) I'll take what I can get. My success in my life has come from those prayers from the Franciscan (laughs) monks. And all I remember, I actually used to, I had it on my reel for an ungodly amount of time of me wake. There's this moment where I wake up and then the, you know, the angel is there and I say, oh, most holy mother. And I, I still kind of want to put it on my reel. I might ask, actually have to put it back on my reel, even though I was 22. Because um, it's just such a perfect moment to be like, oh, she can play innocent. Since then, nobody has ever cast me as innocent ever. <laughs> I just love that your industrial career went from Danielle Steele to <laughs> in a single I shot. Never, I never thought of that. 
<laughs> I hope it ended there because I don't want to know what else comes I don't comes think into that. another industrial fence. I was like, okay. I think as an actor, there are certain things that you're like, you like check off. Like, oh, okay, I've done industrials. Like, I this now I'm like, I've done a music video. I've done a, you know, like I've done an album. I've done a video game. I've done lots of books on tapes. I've done, po- you know, like I've done podcasts not this kind of podcast but like a radio yeah. play podcast which is so much fun that I'd love to do more of yeah um yeah. but yeah you there's like certain things you're like okay I don't really have to do that again like that's that my <laughs> the goal list, the dream list is gone like okay now I could just be series regulars on tv shows from now and that's right. fine yeah. right oh my god that's so funny um if <laughs> God, if, if you have any photos of you running on the beach in the romance novel, in this I have film, to find that. There, it's on a it's on a video cassette somewhere. That's all right. Yeah, we can girl. we yeah. can screen we can yeah. screenshot it. Exactly, it is, exactly. It I, I really do. I have seen it, so I know it must be somewhere. Good, good. All right, this is dream time. Okay, where I ask you if you can be in any show, anywhere, at any time. What would it be? Wow. It so depends on the day, you know? Um, and in the darkness of the world today, I'm all about like comedy, 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 comedy. Um, so my first, my first thought, like the first thing that comes to mind is like noises off on the West End with a rotating cast. So I get to play like Belinda and Poppy different nights. Um, (laughs) And like, that would be just so much fun. Like that would just be pure joy and like hijinks and the fun of off stage and on stage. But I think I want to do top girls 2025 with Carol Churchill Mm -hmm. and develop it with her. And like it wouldn't be called top girls, but like the top girls of this moment mm. and we would develop it and create it for the next, you know, three, two to five years and just be like performing pieces of it. And, but you know, like when you're in on something like the Heights or, or Hamilton or like creating in a magical long-term process do you have some ideas of names and and who would 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 be in it who would be in it uh Meryl duh Duh. um and then Kate Blanchett duh uh Tilda Swinton duh um Uh, Viola, Viola Davis. Yes. Um, yes. Who else do have like? Um, oh, Danielle Brooks. That's a that's a pretty good list. I mean, the dream really would be a companion piece, so that it would be like the new, the next generation, mm-hmm. and then we can do both in mm-hmm. in rep. Yeah, maybe it's up girls instead mm-hmm. of top girls. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, it's um, it's the final section of the show that we do not tell our guests about, so you don't know what I'm about to say and ask, unless you're a big fan and you listen every week, and then maybe you know. Um, 
And this is a lightning round where uh, I put 30 seconds on the clock and I list off classic American plays and musicals and you give me the emotional theme that you think is in that musical and we see how matched up we are. And it's like one word, two words, three words. So, you know, nothing, nothing lengthy, just what comes to mind that you think that musical is about. Pippin. Magic. Falsettos. Light giggle. My Fair Lady. Power, power struggle. (laughs) Into the woods. Imagination. A chorus line. Wanting. Hello, Dolly. Joy. Fiddler on the Roof. Freedom. Evita. Equality. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> the words, it's interesting that the words that come are not emotional. Like they, like the word, the first words that come are not necessarily, necessarily an emotion. Yeah. Interesting. What was coming for you instead? Like, like, the, like, Equality is not necessarily an emotion, but it's an emotional it thing. Evo- yes, yeah, right? yeah, totally. It's it's totally yeah. It it actually surrounds how we feel, how we act, how we are to others, and what drives a decision, which is very you. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. It's very you. Well, that's amazing. That's amazing. I don't know how you got so smart in all the ways, but. Um, your career has been amazing to follow and watch and mm-hmm. I'm so excited for what, what you're doing next. And, um, thank you for being here today. Thank My you for sharing your first. You. So, much fun. Um, so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Stay, stay your strong activist, beautiful self and guide um, us, guide right, us to the next place. Right back at you. Keep on making the amazing art that you make that helps the world be entertained and enlightened thank you thank you right. yes, everything's fine and we want you to sleep well tonight let the world turn without you tonight if we try we'll get by so forget all about us my First Show is produced by Josh Altman, MEP, Dory Berenstein, and Alan Seals, and is part of the Broadway Podcast Network. This episode was edited by Derek Gunther. Special thanks to Leslie Papa and Whitney Holden-Gore at Vivacity Media Group. For more info about the podcast, visit bpn.fm backslash myfirstshow. Follow me on Instagram at Eva R. Price.
chances to save the poor from their lot. There will be more always pathetically struggling. Look at the good things you got. Think while you still have me. Move while you still see me. You'll be lost. You'll be so, so Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch -ch 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 -chumba. 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.